0: You're listening to RHR Talks, the podcast where the RHR team talks all things recruitment and advertising. We're gonna be covering various topics on which we're regularly asked by candidates and hiring managers and offering our industry insight, which we hope you'll find useful, whether you're looking for that next opportunity or just to find the best talent. I'm Paul Walsh, one of the consultants at RHR. Each week, I'm gonna be joined by my colleague and now podcast co-host, Tim McGuire. Tim and I are gonna be talking with recruitment and advertising experts from various areas of our business. This week, Tim and I chat with People Director Carly Stanley about the importance of acknowledging mental health and well-being in the workplace. You are listening to RHR Talks. As always, my name is Paul Walsh. I am one of the senior consultants at RHR, and I am joined, as always, with my colleague and co-host, Tim Maguire. Um, I'll Mm -hmm. give you the pleasure of introducing yourself, Tim.
1: Yeah, I'm one of the other senior um, recruiters at RHR, and um, as always, we're joined by um, someone who's got experience in the field, who's got a wealth of what we're going to talk about. So thanks for coming on, Carly, and I guess um, introduce yourself, really.
2: Thanks, Tim. So yeah, so I'm uh, Carly Stanley, and I'm the People Director at JC Deco. And yeah, excited to come on and uh, hopefully do the subject um, justice. Um, But yeah, it's great to to be here.
0: Yeah, fab. I mean, for those people who, obviously, I'm sure they will know because they've seen the title of the podcast, we want to be covering um, really mental health in the workplace, which is such a broad topic, um, and perhaps now more relevant than ever, um, having gone through what we've all been through over the last, I keep saying 12 months, but it's probably more around the 18-month mark now. Um, my concept of time is uh, not not the best at the moment. I think everyone's the same, yeah. Yeah, so um, it'd be really good, first of all, Carly, to perhaps just give us a slight overview of um, your involvement with mental health in the workplace and perhaps what you're doing currently in regards to that.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think as a HR professional, I think you get so involved in, you know, people's personal situations. um, And it really can be quite a humbling, um, I guess, experience when you hear about actually some of the stuff that people have been going through. Um, But if I think back to first when I first started out, you know, in HR and then when I was a HR business partner, you know, mental health was always a feature. I think it was just something that just wasn't spoken about as much. Um, And I think that, you know, people have always been going through different times where they've been struggling with their mental health or their well-being. And, you know, whatever someone is going through outside of work, ultimately it affects how they are in work. Um, But I think what has been great and I think one of the positives about, um, you know, the pandemic... Um, is that I do think that people are now talking about mental health in a much more open way um, than what they ever have before. Because whilst we've all gone through the pandemic in our own slightly different scenarios and will have been affected by it in, you know, all different ways, there certainly is a similarity because we've all been through something together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because of that, I think mental health and well being has become a much more open topic. Um, so, you know, certainly, you know, in... Um, in the previous roles that I've, I've held in JCTCO that have all been within the HR team, we've always been looking at, you know, well, could we do something around this? Could we do something around that to try and, you know, give people the support or um, give people the opportunities, um, you know, to talk openly. But what I would say that I've really noticed is that it, it's no longer a HR thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's always the best news when a topic no longer becomes a HR thing, because suddenly you get actually everyone in the business, you know, really behind it and, and wanting to support it and wanting to play a part in it. So, um, yeah, I guess if if that answers your question, I feel like I... No, I'm, it, I'm, it, no really it's not. There. Yeah, Uh, it's it's
1: interesting because I, 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 it's such a good point because I think mental health was a really taboo subject before Mm. the pandemic, and actually you put it really well. And I didn't even think about that regards. There's one similarity that everyone's been through because, of course, people go through different lives, different culture experiences, and and now I, I, everyone I speak to, who's whether it's in recruitment, HR, even in the other field, mental health is always comes up and I I do think it's one of the only silver linings from the pandemic is that it's forced the issue especially on employers and employees to realise the significance of it more than anything else.
2: I completely agree and I just think you know um, if you think about pre-pandemic you know would you start business calls with oh how have you been you know how how things been going for you oh how's it affected you you know that would have never have happened whereas actually you know the pandemic comes along and actually because everyone's gone through it at the same time it's completely normal now for calls to start with you know not just a gloss over how are you and we move swiftly on yeah. it's a genuine you know five ten minutes of oh okay well what's it been like for you okay oh well you've got kids how did that work or oh okay you had like uh you know your parents living with you like how did that work for you you know so I actually think you know we've heard so many stories about you know, people's lives that we wouldn't have, dare I say it, we wouldn't have asked the questions in the same way, um, yeah. you know, be- beforehand. Um, yeah. and, and I really hope that that's something that we don't lose. Yeah. Um, yes. And I know it's something in our business that we really, really want to keep and we really want to maintain because when I think you're genuinely asking people about how they are and you honestly want to listen... That's when I think if you do have, um, you know, an issue or something that you're struggling to deal with, actually, if you're being asked those questions in a genuine way regularly, I think that's when you're most likely to reach out for help.
0: Yeah. Yes. And then something that you touched upon really briefly, Carly, actually, was around the whole, you know, it, it affects the business ultimately. And I, I did see um, via the Mind um, website, some interesting stats around, uh, I believe it was 21% um, of employees actually admit to calling in sick at times when there is stress, potentially at work or outside of work. So from a commercial perspective as well, um, you know, you think about the cost of that to a business, Are they not getting that mental health Area right. What um what what type of things have you done within the business to actually improve um the support around mental health in the workplace? Is there any sort of key achievements that you you are particularly proud of?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um I guess before the pandemic um we had some activity, um so you know we had things in place like you know how most businesses would like an employee assistance program. Um you know obviously you know we have the people team that's there to support people and so forth. Um, We also had some e-learning for managers around how to spot, um, you know, people in your team that might need um, some additional support. Um, And, you know, we also had um, an initiative called Sparking Conversations, which was all about let's just start to have conversations. Um, And Sparking Conversations did have a bit of a focus around loneliness, loneliness. So okay. it, was, um, it was more focused on a specific area um, around loneliness. And, you know, we did lots of work through that. Um, and as part of the Sparking Conversations initiative, um, we also did a survey with MIND. So um, MIND um, have got a um, survey that, that companies can use to help them track um, actually where they're progressing or where they currently sit um, in terms of their initiatives. Yeah. Um, so we came out of that with um, a bronze accreditation and and then um, around that time, I went on maternity leave, came back from maternity leave into pandemic, um, oh, wow. also into a different role. So I then was in the people director role with furlough and all sorts of um, fun and games going on. Um, but, you know, I really realised that actually we, we needed something broader. We needed something um that touched on every part of mental health wellbeing, um, that, you know, we, we could possibly do. So off the back of that, we came up with a, a new initiative, um, called Minds Matter. Um, and Minds Matter is, um, Basically, a group um, that um, I sponsor along with um, another board member, and it's very exciting because actually today is the closing date for people to sign up um, to be um, a member of the Minds Matter group. Right. I think last time I checked, I think we've got about thirty colleagues across the business, all different, um, you know, locations, different roles. Um, Some might be managers, some might not be managers. So really, really good mix of people. Fantastic. And then through um, that group of people, we're then actually going to identify um, some individuals that would like to put themselves forward um, to be a Minds Matter support colleague. Um, And what that means is that they are going to get um, accredited training through Mental Health England, which really can help them, um, you know, um, spot um, early signs, um, it can mean that actually we've got people that have gone through, you know, a formal accreditation accredited program that if someone does reach out to them, because you know what, let's be honest, not everyone wants to come to the HR team. I'm yeah. going to say it. I yeah. know yeah. <laughs> so I work in the team and we're lovely people, but not everyone wants to come to the HR team. Also, not everyone wants to speak to a stranger and call, like, you know, the employee assistance program. So our idea is just to come up with as many different options for people as possible. Mm-hmm. And we really think that having these support colleagues, um, you know, will be a good option yeah. um, for us. And then the other thing that we're also doing is we've launched our own podcast. Um, so we've launched our own Minds Matter podcast. And this podcast um really is designed to um have a, well, be a space where people can talk about their own individual stories. Yeah. So the first um, podcast featured um, myself and Mark, um, who's the, uh, the sponsor um, of the group, and we both spoke about times in our own lives where, you know, our own mental health is, has been affected mm-hmm. and, and what did we do, um, you know, to, to try and change that um and you know we've got um more episodes coming up um it's hosted by two amazing people christian and georgie in our business um and we've got more episodes planned i think our next one is going to focus about well-being um then our next one i think is going to be focusing um on pride and how to be an ally so you know we've got we've got some really good stuff but i think from the feedback that we've had so far, um, it's very much the difference that it's made about hearing people's stories. Yes. Um, and hearing people who are on the board say, Do you know what? There was a time when I came back to work and I came back to work too soon and I found it really difficult. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, I wish I did things differently. And I've had so many people reach out to me and say, actually, do you know what hearing your story has kind of made me realize that it's okay to talk about this stuff and it's okay for things not to be perfect the whole time yeah
0: um,
2: so yeah hopefully that answers your question yeah i
0: think it's i think that the key part really um a pre-pandemic i think we were already heading this direction is just having open conversations and being quite honest about it um just very quickly actually and, and obviously we can re- revisit this at the end but you know where can people find this podcast is it available through apple spotify all the standard? platform yeah
2: so our podcast is only internal at the moment oh you cause...
0: need to get it out there I know yeah. I know Just
2: got to
1: search for it
2: <laughs> so um it is only internal at the moment so um it's something that we might think about um yeah. in terms of putting it out there um in the same way that I know that you guys have yeah um, at the moment it's it's for our colleagues but um I'm definitely toying with the idea of whether we're <laughs> brave enough and put it out there So.
0: That. Question, um, I guess, changing the topic slightly um, around, you know, the, um, I guess, employee, employers in general, really, Um, do you feel that um, companies are doing enough to support mental health at the moment?
2: I think there's like a huge array of different approaches, different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, you know, in the past, um, I certainly, you know, think that companies could have and, you know, should have done more. Yeah. Um, I also think there's a, a an essence of, I think it needs to be everyone in the company needs to understand why it's why it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can't just be one part of the business, you know, trying to push a narrative or, um, you know, um, explain why it's important. I really think it takes um, a real group effort. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely think that it's become a really popular topic um, to talk about. Um, and what I really hope with that is that it's not um, something that gets focused on because it should be focused on it's focused on because it actually truly matters and people really care about it yeah Yeah. Um, and I really hope that that doesn't get lost
1: yeah
2: um, I also think as well that whilst it's become an important topic there's we're also at a time when actually you know The way that companies are operating um, can add, you know, additional stress um, onto individuals. Um, You know, I know that for for many people working from home the whole time, spending that amount of time, like, you know, on calls, on Teams, on Zoom or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, where you also see yourself back. Um, is actually um, incredibly draining. There's been lots of studies done on it as well, like Zoom fatigue. And it really, you know, can affect um, how people feel. So, you know, I definitely think that companies um, need to be really mindful of the impact of the current ways of working. And yes, we've got government guidelines that, you know, we need to adhere to in terms of can we work from home? Can we return to the office? Can you socially distance in your office? And all of those things to think about. Um, And everyone will respond differently. Some people that I've spoken to absolutely love the fact that they work from home five days a week. Other people that I speak to are pulling their hair out. You know, they might, you know, live in a shared house, which means that they're working in their bedroom, which is the same place that they sleep in. So they have no separation at all Mm -hmm. um, between work and, you know, their own time. Um, And some people are desperate to come back to the office. Yeah. Um, so there's such a mixture of people in like different places that I think all companies need to be so aware of the spectrum of how people might feel um, yeah. about work and also the anxieties um, that you know returning to the office for some people can bring. Yeah. Um, and I think you know those open conversations and those genuine, how's it going? How are you finding it? You know the, that genuine listening, I think, is so so important that it takes place as we start to fingers crossed slowly come out of um you know this pandemic
0: yeah, yeah. I love working from home you <laughs> I did my Myers Briggs and I'm an ISTJ so this is like my absolute um <laughs> being an introvert this is my absolute <laughs> pleasure but I, I, I mean, we we do flexible work in any way now which is quite good so like best of both worlds and I think a lot of businesses have perhaps been more open to that I mean we've always done it actually um to, to an extent how do you think people how what do you think the general vibe is around returning back to the office? How do you think people are feeling about it across across the board from who you've spoken to?
2: Yeah, I think there's a real mixture. There's people like myself, and look, I've I've been going in probably one day a week, mm. um, sometimes, um, sometimes two days a week, because for me, just being in the same place 24-7 is just pretty much for me. Um, so I really like going in. Um, but I think there is a real, real mixture. Um, I think some people um, really would like to have that change of scenery and really would like to see some of the people that, you know, they sat next to mm. day in, day out. And, you know, before the pandemic, we didn't have a big culture of working from home. Yeah. You know, we really didn't. You know, this has been a very, very big shift for us. Um, But, you know, we have some people who are just feeling worried about coming in and, you know, sometimes you can't quite put your finger on on what it is exactly that you're feeling worried about. It's just the sense of this feels different. We haven't done this for a long time. We've been told to, you know, stay at home for such a long time that for some people, you know, the the thought and the idea of it, you know, um, can be worrying. Um, So, you know, there's some people in my team as well that I know that wanted to come in, but, you know, perhaps didn't want to be there when a whole... Array of people were in. So, you know, being really mindful of that. And we have an app that you now book in um, and you book like a hot desk, um, which again, for some people, the fact that you're hot desking can, you know, cause a bit of extra worry. So, really thinking about, you know, what, what what are someone's concerns and really talk it through with them and allow them to, you know, explore their concerns themselves. And sometimes you can only do that by talking out loud. Um, and for some people, it might be actually they're really worried about getting on that tube or they're really worried about being stuck in that rush hour. Well, then you know what, how can we adjust it? So the first couple of times you come back, it's not like that. So I think it's just about, you know, Really understanding, allowing someone to have that time to, you know, understand how they feel. But there's a huge, huge spectrum, um, a huge spectrum. And in our business, we've also got, um, you know, a, a large amount of technicians that can't work from home. Um, and actually um, the whole way through the pandemic have been going out there in a public space you know painting, cleaning, fixing um, you know our assets so they look as good as they possibly could despite the challenging circumstances and again for them that causes a different set of anxieties so you know there's a whole big spectrum um, in short.
1: Yeah and I think what's really important and and sounds like what your programmes are doing can uh, what you've talked about is that everyone's mental health is different to everyone else's. Um, and it's mental health is funny because I feel like it's such a term now being thrown around that a lot of people don't think mental health applies to themselves because they classify it as if it was a uh, mental health and mental disorders are sometimes mixed yeah. between the two. Whereas actually mental health, the definition is a person's condition in regards to their psychological and emotional well being And every one of us, do things to help us feel better physically and mentally so there needs to be programs that don't just fit one company one set of employees because everyone's different Paul loves working from home I tear my hair out if I'm in the same room for more than (laughs) 10 minutes so you're absolutely right and those programs that you've set up sound really good because you know some people don't mind speaking to a stranger where some people need to have that trust built and established before they give um, their feelings and how they're feeling away. So, yeah, I, I do believe it's important for companies, not just to say, yeah, we do mental health. And then after a couple of months kind of brush it under the carpet is very much, yeah, it is important. You know, you need different programs to tailor different people. But also, like you said, Paul, it's not only the right thing to do commercially, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it just makes sense. And I think, like you said, I really
0: hope in a couple of months, it isn't just a topic that's been forgotten. Yeah, I think a lot of it, what, what I hope isn't happening, and um, perhaps a bit, bit of a controversial thing to say is, you know, businesses using it as part of their employer brand, um, in the yeah. sense that, you know, we really support mental health, because I think a lot of it is actually in the doing, as opposed to this is what we can offer. Um So, yeah, I I think, I hope we don't get at risk of of moving in in that direction. Is there any companies that you're aware of that are leading the way in terms of their mental health strategies? Um, Have you kind of heard about what other other businesses are doing, whether that be through benefits or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, there's a a huge variety of different things that people are doing. Um, Something that um, I know that a lot of companies are looking into is as part of their benefits package. Um, you know, making sure that have they built into that, that, you know. Um, colleagues employees whatever um, you know business calls them can can take time for themselves um, so um, I've you know looked at a lot of different um, companies that have a holiday scheme but then also they might have um, you know an additional day where they can either use that to do something for themselves or give something back so that's something that we do with a me day um, some other companies also have got some great partnerships with the likes of calm or headspace um, so really relying on Experts. My dog is drinking in the background. <laughs> I was wondering, I was thinking, where is that
0: sound coming from? <laughs> She's like it's... the
2: loudest drinker in the world. <laughs> is
0: I love so it funny. though. This is, this is this is the fun of Zooms and, and being at home and so on, so absolutely fine. She's
2: <laughs> still going. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <Philip>? Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Coco. Uh, so let me just uh, say that again. Where were we? So yeah, so Um, Some companies are making sure that they build in time where, you know, colleagues can take time back for themselves. Um, And we do that with our me days. Um, Some companies um, have got some really good um, partnerships with apps such as Calm or Headspace. And I think that's a really interesting place as well, because I think that companies... Whilst we have um, a really great platform and a really big responsibility, I also think that we do need to be careful that we don't position ourselves as experts. Um, And actually, I think some companies where they have got partnerships with the likes of, you know, Calm or Headspace or any of the other apps that, you know, are out there, it's about connecting, um, you know, your your colleagues with with someone who is a specialist. Um, And I think that is really important. And I think some companies can tie themselves up in knots with, you know, producing lots of material, um, and, you know, lots of reference information or tips or guides, um, when actually there are a lot of experts out there. And I think in terms of benefits, something that we're certainly going to be looking at moving forward is actually how can we make sure that we're connecting, um, as much as possible, um, with experts, as opposed to trying to position ourselves as, you know, experts on the topic, um, and yeah. Which, you know, we do our best, but there are certainly, you know, people out there and companies out there that specialise only in mental health. And I think if we can have a benefit package or programme that really works at connecting the two, um, I think that's, that's really beneficial.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, And one, one program that it sounds like what you guys do which I really love is Mental Health Days, because it, it's ironic, isn't it? If you call an employee and you say, I'm really sick, I've got a stomach bug or I've broken my leg, it's kind of, oh, it's fine. But if you called up your employee and said, listen, I'm really not in a good space mentally, it's almost seen as a negative. And so I do believe that, you know, having a broken leg and feeling anxiety should be treated almost as the same when calling up and saying that you're not feeling very well, because you know, it it is the same. It's just different in your body and how you feel.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I think that there's also the preventative stuff as well, as well, isn't there? You know, there's also the fact if you know that you're, you know, coming down with, you know, the flu, you're going to take some time, you might, you know, take some medicine, you might look after yourself. Whereas, you know if you know that you are starting to get to a place where you might be feeling overwhelmed you might be feeling extremely stressed you know actually how are we making sure that we're putting that preventative things in and that may be the conversations that you know a manager has with with their team um it may be actually you know what that, that individual might need some time out how can we arrange that you know so I think there's so many things that we need to think about in the same way as we would if someone's got a cough or a cold we'd yeah, of-
1: exactly yeah <laughs>
2: need some time off you yeah need to, you need to go to the doctors it needs to be the same sort of feelings because you know you never want someone to get to the point where they've got you know the full-blown flu um because they've overworked themselves well we never want someone to get to the point that they hit a full-blown crisis because yeah. we haven't put those steps in to encourage them to look after themselves so I think you know that's where I think we've got a lot of responsibility is in the preventative and in making sure that you know people are taking time and I think that in itself is an interesting topic at the minute, you know, when you can't go abroad or yeah. you can, but it might change at any given minute. <laughs> it's um, risky. You know, I, absolutely. So I also think as well, like some of our colleagues um, struggle about taking time off because they're like, well, where are we going to go home?
0: Yeah. Go anywhere. And it's like, no, you don't, you don't have to go anywhere.
2: <laughs> you just need to take time away from the screen. Um, and I think people, you know, are, are certainly talking about that um, a lot more. Um, and I know that, you know, I try and talk about it myself when I've taken a week off. Actually, you know, how did I feel after not having to look at a team screen? You know, watching myself present back time and time again, you know, it's so good to get away from that. So I think it's also about, people in the business who who have got a platform, um, you know, talking about actually the things that they do to try and prevent obviously, um, you know, the situation, the work, the pressure, whatever it is, um, you know, having a having an effect on their mental health.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, even flying the flag really for ourselves, I mean, looking at the, the it wasn't something I necessarily realised, but actually, you know, we've always had that support around mental health. I mean, we've got the option for, I guess you would call them duvet days or men- mental health days where you can take that, that day's holiday at, you know, the drop of a hat should you need to. We've got a pretty good holiday allowance and we have things like box where you do have that mental health mm-hmm. support as well. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, I think it's really important, especially in, uh recruitment is often regarded as a highly stressful job uh, and i can vouch it sometimes might <laughs> be, <laughs> be some truth that absolutely uh, yeah i've been doing it for seven years sometimes it can get a bit overwhelming but um <laughs> th- just kind of moving to looking at, at people in, in the job market as well because um I, I must admit i have through the pandemic sometimes felt like like an element of a counselor as well because you know throughout things like redundancies, obviously the uncertainty of the job market um it's. I'm not I'm not saying that you are a mental health expert by by any stretch, but you know what what kind of best practice have you advised people to to look after their own mental health? What what, what perhaps have you taken yourself maybe when you've been a bit
2: overwhelmed? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, being in a scenario where perhaps you're looking for work Mm. um, certainly adds a different pressure. Um, You know, you might not be sure about what it is that you want to do um, as well, which can add pressure as well. Mm. Um, And you might find yourself in a scenario where you're looking for work where you haven't expected to. Um, And I think that can put yourself under so much pressure, not only to work out, well, what is it that I want to do next, but also where do I find this next job? So, you know, I think there are so many different elements, um, you know, of pressure. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's certainly things that there's um, that I've spoken to people when, um, you know, suggested and um, if you can get yourself, you know, coaching, um, I think that can be massively, massively helpful and is something that I have used in the past and will continue to use. Um, is you know if you can find yourself a professional coach um, and invest you know we do have a scheme at work where we can um, link people up with with coaches um, or online Um, but if you're not in that position if you can find yourself a professional coach sometimes just having half an hour's worth of coaching um, can just make you think about an issue or a problem in a completely different way Um, and it's certainly something that I've used um, myself in the past um, and something that I would continue to use I also think as well, just almost scheduling time um, of what it is that you're going to do when. Um, And I think that sometimes when you get yourself into a place where you feel overwhelmed or you feel really up against it, um, and maybe that is because, you know, you're looking for your next role, you might invest a a large amount of time on one task, but actually what that does is where does that time start and end? Um, Yeah. Yeah. It can, can become like it takes over. Um, And then it becomes this huge thing that you're worrying about for X amount of time. Um, Whereas something that I've actually done in the past, which when I first did it, I was like, this is so strange and this is never going to work. Um, But at the time, um, my husband was going through some really bad health issues and um, it was a real, real, you know, uh, cause of worry uh, for me. And I used to try and go about, you know, my day, but like in, in the background, I was just worrying about how he was like the whole entire time. So um, I actually scheduled time where I was going to worry about it. And you know, I would come up with all of these, you know, different scenarios in my head because I was doing it anyway. Yeah. So I was like, actually, do you know what? I'm doing this the whole entire day while still trying to function and do everything else that I need to fit into my day. So I thought, actually, do you know what? Half an hour, I'm just going to sit down and I'm just going to go through my thoughts and go through my worries. And actually then that half an hour is up and then I tried to move on. But actually by me scheduling time to actually just focus, sit down and allow myself to worry about something, actually subconsciously for me felt that I could then move past it um, because I knew that I was going to have another half an hour that I could then actually worry about it again. Um, But it did act as a real thing that helped me. you know, get through it and, and, and clear my brain and allow me my space to actually then, you know, get through what I had to get through in the rest of my working day. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, so definitely coaching. And, you know, it's a tool that um, the coach talked me through, which I definitely picked up. um But I also think finding things that relax you. So finding something that just winds you down that takes you to another place Um, and you know for different people that can be different things you know for some people that I know it's running certainly not for me (laughs) (laughs) definitely definitely not for me but um you know I'm um really keen into um horses um and I'm super super lucky um to have my own horse so you know just getting out just getting to the stables you know, just being outside in that environment for me um, is something that certainly does just wind me down and can calm me down massively. Mm -hmm. Um, And making sure that you build that time in even for when you're not like you know it's a preventative thing for me if I do a little bit of you know being outside be it walking my dog be it whatever you know that for me can help keep me um at a more even place whereas if I just try and power through which is sometimes certainly um you what looks like a good option at the time where you just think, oh, I'll just do another hour.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. 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 And then I'll just try and and sort this out. And before you know it, you've missed the ability to go outside for a walk or you've missed the ability to go and do whatever hobby it might be that you know you have. And if you do that enough, I then think actually you start to weigh yourself down. Yeah. so yeah, definitely building that time in to to protect that time um, and you know find that thing that, that's yeah. good for you. And if it's running, then great for you.
0: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> big big, I do I do I did do, do the couch to five K in lockdown and I do like doing it. And I, I I hadn't run since PE at school and that was quite a few years ago. So it did uh, it did help. Well, I mean, sometimes for me, it takes, I,
1: I stress about not running. So it takes me about, <laughs> and when I start running, it's fine. But um, I love, I do you know what, I, I absolutely love your analogy, Carly, about how how if you were starting to get a cold, you would take some profane. So if you're starting to feel anxious, worried, or anything that doesn't class as um, positive mental health is going for that walk, calming you down. Because for some reason it's human beings and it's definitely an evolution um, element is that we put so much worry and stress on ourselves and we seem to believe automatically that we are the problem. Mm. Whereas, you know, and a lot of people unfortunately been made redundant, obviously right now in the pandemic, no one expected Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. It actually isn't the individual's fault. Mm -hmm. It's almost just recognizing that, um, and also I love the idea of writing and writing things down, allocating time. I write anytime I have something I worry about, I worry, I write down what I'm worrying about. Can I control it? If so, what elements do I need to take and what I can't control? Just write down and put to the side so I know that next time I start worrying
0: about it, actually, there is nothing I can do about it. You can tell that Tim's got a psychology degree. I feel like I'm going to come to him in the workplace next so time I need some <laughs> help for my <laughs> a bit of therapy. Um, is um is there anything that you want to add? Because I'm I'm super conscious that this is an incredibly broad topic, um, and there's so many areas that perhaps we haven't touched upon. But such a short amount long. of time, yeah, yeah. I mean, is there anything that you would quite like to add?
2: Yeah, I think the only other thing that um, I guess that I would add is. Well, there's actually two things that I would like to add. So one is around the fact that as employers as businesses you know we really need to get used to the fact that the moment that you're asking someone to put a mask on um, the moment that you're asking someone to come into the workplace or you know sit in front of their laptop and and pretend to feel a way that they that they don't feel or pretend to be in a place that they're not in um, that is so damaging it's so so damaging to someone's mental health and well-being but also they are putting so much energy into trying to be okay when they're not that actually the output that you're going to get from them is, is is just not going to be anything like if you actually just stopped and worked on making sure that the person was okay in the in the first place so I think that's one part that is really really massively important um I think to me And the other part that I think is also important is I do think that there is a crossover between mental health and and well-being in the workplace and also diversity and inclusion, which also is another topic which, um, you know, is rightly so, um, you know, um, very, very topical at the moment. But I also think it's really important to understand as businesses that... If you want, um, you know, your colleagues and or your workforce, whatever you call them, to, you know, have a positive mental health and have positive well-being, you also need to really think about actually how inclusive is your environment. Um, and that is inclusive around all types of inclusivity, which could include perhaps someone who... Um, you know, might have um, depression or might have anxiety or perhaps they've actually got a hidden disability that, that, you know, the business can't see but because you haven't worked on creating this really inclusive environment actually they don't feel included and if you don't feel included that's going to increase your worry it's going to increase your stress it's going to increase your anxiety and that's the same for any group of people however you choose to label or not label yourself if if you're in an environment where you don't feel it's inclusive then that can also have a massive detriment on on your well-being as well so I just really wanted to mention I think the um, the really important connection between those two different topic areas.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the connection. We did um we did a a podcast episode on um ED and I and we discussed the importance of that. And I do think the the two topics are so incredibly linked um for, for various different reasons. And as you mentioned, both very I don't want to say hot topics at the moment but they're very topical as you mentioned and I I think it's more around the actual actions and the doing as opposed Mm -hmm. to waving that flag and then talking about saying you know as a brand we do this so um some some of the things we talked about today um are really really relevant um I just want to take the opportunity really just to thank you for speaking with us today um it's been really um informative to find out what you're implementing um, in your role, but actually your views on on the topic uh, as a whole. So, yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on, really. Um, what I will do is I will we'll, we'll put something together. I'm trying to think when this is going to go. Live, so we just had one that went live on Monday. So we try and do it every other week, um, oh, okay. m- mainly to give me a, a bit of, <laughs> a, bit of a, actually, a bit of time to actually do my day job and fill some jobs. Well um, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, that's
2: not important, you know. I know.
0: I know. I keep Unless there different. are roles, I know. No, we're, we're so, yeah of course. where so, it's really picked up for us. I think um you know when we started this, it was a little bit slower because of the pandemic, and we had vacancies yeah. on. Mm-hmm more hr related vacancies interestingly but now that hospitality's opened um i mean there's such a shortage within that sector Mm -hmm. because so many people have either left because of brexit or because of um changes just just lack of confidence in the industry so people are like where are these people so yeah yeah, it's very hectic at the moment so it will go live on the 21st of june um would Mm -hmm. you want me to send you across um the audio file beforehand so you can listen to it Oh, you don't have to It's just some people like to. Talk. I mean like you said
1: Listening to your own voice Is almost like Nails on a boat
0: Sometimes I think it went really well I'm, I'm more than happy yeah, with it But it's great. just, just a okay. case If you wanting to uh, Listen to it Or you can just put your trust in us Completely and um, Potentially Hear the feedback I,
2: I think just go for it
0: <laughs> throw it out there in the wide world it's fine yeah just don't
2: um, do to make me sound any you know more no, intelligent no. <laughs> any of the word arms uh <laughs> any of that I, i'm all i'm all here for <laughs>
0: no it was um it was it was great from our end um and like i said just to kind of reiterate and um, just a big thank you for, for
1: yeah thank you part. so much especially because i know how busy you will probably are with meetings and zooms and everything else so appreciate it yeah no it's um,
2: great and nice to meet you both as well but it, yeah. yes if you ever want us uh, back again, uh, assuming that this one um, comes out okay, just let us know.
1: Yeah, do. appreciate that, and Perfect. let us know if yours ever come. Um,
0: Make it public. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> but the the, the only thing, yeah. the only thing that makes me a little bit reluctant is about making it public. It's people's in, names. Um, it's it's people's personal stories that we're really ah, see. encourage you need to ask so, as well yeah yeah i just think of people if they know if it's going public are they going to be less likely to talk about you know their own personal stories so you know to put
1: yeah, it, well context, said yeah
2: mark um the co-sponsor um, of the group you know he talked about um you know his childhood where you know someone in his family experienced mental health issues and the impact that that had on him yeah, uh, yeah. very personal around. yeah you know i t- spoke about the time you know when my husband was in intensive care i touched on it in this one and yeah. you know actually how did that affect me
1: yeah
2: and that's the kind of you know openness that you know we've had already I know that next week we've got someone talking about what do they do to like manage their own well-being which isn't so personal Mm. um but some of the topics that we're covering I just think yeah
1: yeah. no that makes sense but also you know you talked a lot about what you're doing what your company's doing so if anyone listens to this it it kind of it's almost highlighting what you guys do anyway so yeah
2: and well, it's it's a difficult thing isn't it I'd love for it to go external so that we could be like hey this is what we do but actually the reason that we're doing it is to help our internal population yeah,
0: yeah. And and you've got to think about what you want balance. to get what you want to get out of it do you there's actually some really good I mean I'm I listen to podcasts all the time there's one with Fern Cotton does one called Happy Place and I think there's mm-hmm. Frankie from the Saturdays does one called Mind, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But so there's there's loads of really they have lots of different celebrities on there, quite similar to what you're doing, and they'll talk about periods of their life. So um it's quite good to advise people about those type of things as well I'm out there. You've been listening to RHR Talks. In order to keep updated on future episodes, make sure to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The best way to be kept up to date on vacancies and content would be to follow RHR on LinkedIn and register via our website at www.rhr.co.uk. If you're looking to hire and are interested in finding out more about all of the recruitment and advertising services we offer, then do reach out directly to any of our consultants or call 0207 432 8888.